get some insights in the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in Kevin Gordon, Senior Investment Research Manager at Charles Schwab. So glad you're here on this Morning, Monday. Paul. Nice to see you. I think that when you're looking at what's going on, we're ending a quarter. It's going to be another quarter, no. down arrows. But it's just, you mentioned that there's a lot of mea culpas, culpas going on. Explain how, I don't think anybody anticipated a lot of the moves that are happening. Yeah, well, specifically within the equity market, it's the idea that we weren't going to retest the June lows. And now that we're pushing closer, it's, it's obviously a little bit easier to make um, a call. Uh, you know, we don't do those calls, so we've sort right, of stayed right. out of that camp. But, um, you know, the, it, we're not surprised by it. And I would say that because when you look at other metrics, whether it's financial conditions or certain sectors within the S&P um, that are more cyclically oriented that had already broken through their June lows. Um, it's pretty clear that we can get to that point, um, if not because of those technical reasons or some of the churn under the surface, then certainly because of the growth weakness and the economic growth and ultimately profit growth weakness that we haven't seen yet materialize for the broader market. So, you know, we're, we're not too surprised to see the selling pressure. Um, obviously, it's been accelerated by pretty swift rates of change, um, not just in the U.S., but you have global currency markets obviously taking more of the narrative these days. Uh, but, you know, if we continue to see this pressure move to the downside because we're now transitioning into what I would think is the growth scare phase of this bear market, um, wouldn't be surprised to see more weakness on the downside. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people are talking about, especially with the two-year here yeah. um, at these levels, yeah. when you see the two-year up above 4%, well above 4%. I mean, last year we were looking at closer to zero right. I mean, well, when we look at these levels. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. And there's the idea is that equities cannot run hot if, if you have that situation. Yeah. Well, that was the big divergence that we had seen in the bear market rallies we've had this year was the two-year mm -hmm. continuing to move higher, but any chance that the equities were taking to, to have sort of a lift or a really strong rally like we saw from mid-June to mid-August um, that was not met with any rolling over in the two-year. And the strength last week, you know, I don't think too much of a surprise given, um, you know, the Fed and their maybe upped uh, expectation of where the terminal rate's ultimately going to end up, and the fact that we could probably get more, you know, significant, I don't know if it's 75 or 50, um, but rate hikes in the near future for the rest right. of this year. So it's baking yeah. all of that in. And again, rate of change across the world last year probably didn't help with all of that and accelerating all the pressure. Right. And, you know, we have um, some, some big economic news this week, right? We'll have GDP, Huge. we'll yeah. have uh, sentiment. Um, you know, we'll, we'll still have some earnings. You'll have Fed speak. Mm -hmm. What are you looking for when it comes? Because we're really approaching the end of the quarter, and that's yeah. a big deal. It's another quarter of disappointment for folks. Yeah, well, today, even the big news, I would say, from the out from the Dallas Fed and their regional PMI missed yeah. expectations. For Expectation was for negative 9. We dipped down to negative 17. Kind of the mix that you don't want to see with weakness in new orders, a rolling over again in the work week, um, and then even prices paid ticking up just a little bit. So it's just one month, a snapshot in time. But the you know, overall image that we're getting when you combine the, the five regional Fed indices that we've been looking at is further downside and further weakness for something like the ISM, which captures you know, broad national activity at the manufacturing level. Yeah. And you know, taking it a step further, the new orders component specifically within ISM is one of the components of the leading economic index that is one of the key indicators for the, the trajectory of the economy. So if that continues to roll, like we've seen, you probably don't get as much of a lift in the near term for growth. And that just keeps more weight on asset prices. So and that's, that's the rub. It's interesting how we get mixed data. Yeah. I guess we have always gotten mixed sure. data, just like we get Fed speak. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, you know, it's there's sometimes just a lack of clarity. Yeah. And we heard that from Jay Powell. Mm -hmm. I mean, Chair Powell saying, 
No one knows whether this process will lead to a recession or if so, how significant that recession would be. It doesn't seem good enough. Doesn't it feel yeah. like, I know that they said transitory. I mean, there's people who want apologies. I'm yeah. not saying the Fed did the right thing or didn't do the right thing. I'm not here to judge the Fed. Mm -hmm. But I wish there was a little more clarity. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I think, you know, in a leading sense, a lot of the leading indicators, at least for inflation, that we look at have um, softened materially. So if mm -hmm. you look at shipping rates or freight rates, anything that was contributing, yes. at least to the supply side problem, um, that, that, that has started to roll over. But, you know, the Fed isn't laser focused on that. They're focused on things like CPI and like the rental components within CPI or PCE. And you know, you could argue at this stage of the game and, and with how fast this cycle is moving, those have become lagging indicators. So I think from the side of the you know the, the dovish camp, sort yeah. of arguing that the Fed is going a little bit too fast right now and hiking actively into a slowdown, risking, you know, quote breaking something. That's become kind of the, the phrase of the year I would think. But um, that is the risk is that they've already gone enough to break something, but now they're going to continue to go because they're following coincident to lagging indicators, which are still showing hot inflation, right. but not following leading indicators. But the one, you know, the one caveat with the leading part is something like initial jobless claims have come back down, um, retraced about half of their spike that we saw from April. Okay. So that's at least signaling that there's still some demand on the firm side, on the company side, that labor is still pretty hot. So I think that something like that they sh surely wouldn't want to see, and you don't want to see that feed into a really strong payroll print uh, for the rest of the year. So right. something to keep an eye I know on. the Fed's trying to, you know, slow it down, slow down yeah. jobs, slow down everything in order to tame inflation. I wish there was another way. I mean, I hate to see the job market, which is relatively tight now. You still have two openings for every person roughly, roughly looking yeah. for a job. Um, you know, it's nice to have people have the opportunity to get jobs sure. and all that. I, I don't love to see a slowdown, but I am gl I'm glad you brought up the shipping rates because you know what it does? It really dials it back day one mm -hmm. and I think it I know you work so cl closely with our own Lizanne Saunders oh, yeah. and that and I remember when she put out the shipping rates mm -hmm. and how uh, you know they were soaring and then we started to hear about the ships stuck at the yeah. ports and then the supply chain issues yeah. and then you know and, and then it became sort of you know the supply chain issues and inflation crept in right. and, um, I think that was the very beginning yeah. of of just insanity. Yeah, and so. if you thought that was a significant contributor to overall yeah. inflation that we saw, and it's not all of it. I mean, there's estimates specifically from the San Francisco Fed that that's accounted for almost yeah. exactly 50% of headline inflation we're seeing, or core inflation that we're seeing today. But if you thought that was a significant driver, now that we've seen this very swift rolling over, not just in terms of magnitude, but how quick it's come down, um, you know, we're not back at January 2020 levels for rates, but when you have that kind of rate of change for some rates, 50 50% in just you know the span of a few months, um, you could think that that helps on the deflationary side. Mm -hmm. But the rub is that that sort of con you know coincides with profit margins coming down for any company that benefited from higher rates, yeah. and the fact that the Fed's not necessarily following that specific metric, so they're going to continue to you know hike into that weakness. Yeah, we're, we're, we have to run, but I just wanted to touch on the dollar. I know yeah. you are always looking at earnings quality, yeah. and. Um, you know, a lot of questions circulating on Wall Street. What are earnings going to look like? Because I don't know that anybody factored in the strength of the U.S. dollar. It's, you know, when you look at the British pound, it's basically near record lows. Yeah. It's becoming more um, of a headwind and more of a persistent headwind. And I think the, the issue with it, um, yes, it's the duration, but it's also the strength. And if you, you know, a lot of 
strategists all out on Wall Street expect a little bit of a rolling over in the dollar, but rolling over is different than saying it's going to completely reverse and plunge. Yeah. Um, we could stay elevated at these levels, and it keeps that pressure on corporate earnings, which is one of the head, you know, many headwinds we think right. for third quarter earnings, which in our mind for the rest of the year probably still have more room to come down. Estimates are a little bit too lofty right now. We're, it's a little too lofty, yeah. and we're likely to hear a lot of the big CEOs and big companies say yeah. we are facing currency headwinds. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Um, it probably was more than they anticipated. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Good to see you, Good Kevin, see you, on this Monday. Thank you Thanks. so much. Kevin Gordon of Charles Schwab. Thanks so much.